Cool. Um, so just what I want to do is um, really remind ourselves of some truth from Scripture. And I'm not, I'm not here because I'm like some amazing... I haven't got all these issues sorted out in my own life. I'm just here um, to, to bring um, the amazing Word of God to us. Um, and I just I want to really go deeper with God in this as well. Um, so I was going to talk about identity in Christ, and that was what God really put on our hearts um, when we were praying about this event and, and what um, what to bring, and also like really specifically the area of being a child of God. And um, just starting off with identity, like I'll just explain a bit about it because I mean it's something that we all do. We all have like our own identity and a different kind of personality, different way. And um, if you're kind of thinking, well, what on earth does that mean for me? And what is she talking about? Like, um, I was thinking it might be useful to have a think about maybe the top five roles that you are in or relationships that you are in that are important to you. And then, like, sometimes you can start to kind of piece together an identity out of that. So um, let's think for a moment about things which are other than being a Christian, because that's what we're going to be talking about. But, um, like, for me, it might be, okay, I'm a wife, I'm a mother... I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, there's all these things. Um, I'm a psychologist, that's my job. Um, I'm kind of a, everyone else thinks I'm a bit of a lefty, like vegetarian, tree hugger type person. I'm not actually vegetarian, but people think I am. So that's like a bit, you could think of that as being my identity, couldn't you? Like, okay, these are things, are ways I might define myself. So I thought maybe, could everyone... In a similar way, you don't have to do it exactly like that, but like talk to the person next to you about, okay, what would be the top kind of roles or personal attributes in your life that you think, yeah, this is really me, this is what I'm about. And even just saying, I'm a sister and I'm a friend and I'm, I'm a daughter, like that might be the most important ones and that's fine. Um, but there might be a student or you're something else. So just uh, have a chat amongst just for a couple of minutes to think of those things. So we've got, I hope you sort of got a bit of an idea of what it might be. I mean, that's not, um, that's not a perfect way to work out what your identity is. Um, but that might have given you some thoughts about how you, where you derive your identity from. Um, so I was trying to think about it for myself. Like, what would it mean to me if I lost my job? Okay, if I lost my job, that's maybe part of my identity about who I am. Uh, I, okay, well, I'd have... Uh, less money, more time, so that might be quite kind of good. Um, but would it change how I really fundamentally see myself? Like I might become really, feel really low, feel like I'm not contributing anything, or would I feel um, just that I'm, I I'm not worth anything in society anymore or something like that? And if I, if I did, that would be, you know, that kind of shows that that's something I'm putting a lot more hope in and investing in than, I, than, than just the things which are on the surface, like how we work to get money. But it would be meaning something a lot more to me than that if that's the way I felt not to be working. Um, and I hope that's just like an illustration, really, that if, if my identity isn't in Christ, then I'm just like a sinking ship. I'm just going to be nowhere. Um, and even um, job job might sound like it's, you know, maybe it's not a very spiritual thing, but even, you know, in a relationship, even being um, a wife or a mother is not, those are not enduring eternally, those things. And so I can't put all of my identity in that only, because even if you're just a parent and your child leaves home, you know, that could destroy some people. And if your identity is in Christ, then, then we, just, we just start to fall down, don't we? Even like music or fashion or like nationalism, like some people's identities, like I am from this country and this is what I'm, I'm about. You know, that all just falls by the wayside, doesn't it? So just wanted to really 
dig into the Bible, what it says about who we are in Christ as being children, children of God specifically. And I thought, like, if we have a deeper understanding of being a child of God, like actually in the context of being members of this church together, um, that we'd have a greater sense of belonging, um, a greater sense of our inheritance in Christ, really of who we are in him and freedom to depend on God and a greater sense of the Holy Spirit at work in us. So there's all great things and it's not exhaustive, you know, there's, there could be many more. Um, so the first one, okay, belonging. How do we become children of God? How do we actually even get to belong to him? I've got the first slide with the first verse on. Um, uh, John, 1, uh, chapter, uh, John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, so that's how we become children of God, because he lets us, he gives us the right to, to be. We don't have to, it's not an automatic thing. It's because he, he allows us to be, um, because we believe in his name, and how amazing is that, how powerful and he bought us at a price, um, Jesus' death. So, what's in a sense, everybody is a child of God. Like anybody, kind of, everyone was created by him, but not everyone is in that sort of child relationship with him, are they? So, um, it's for the people who've actually believed in his name. Um, and it's when we trust in his son that we're brought into his family. And uh, names are really important, aren't they? And, and if we're kind of thinking about identity, that might be one of the things that is important to some people about. Um, making something kind of for themselves like people talk about making a name for themselves being known for who they are and it might even be about like a brand name or being like at this certain uni or making up like a really like a nickname for themselves or like kind of name that everyone knows us by Um, and that is often about belonging but we believe in Jesus name don't we and we kind of we bear his name now as Christians like we kind of tack it onto our our own name in a way and, and that shows that we're part of his family and, um, and I, it just kind of occurred to me actually that just as in an earthly family there's lots of different members of a family and different personalities and, and it wouldn't necessarily be that everyone in one family you wouldn't, you'd be kind of surprised if every single person in a family is exactly the same and has the same personality and is interested in the same things so it is in God's family that um, we're all very different and it doesn't have to be that there's one way of um, being in God's family, or one way of worshiping, one way of um, expressing our, ourselves to Him and serving Him. So, I think there's a freedom in that for us to um, sort of relax into our relationship with God and who we are. Um, but I wanted to really add on to the idea of belonging in God. You know, just to and to those words that we're already brought about about belonging that we're just so totally loved and and accepted, and and that means we don't anymore belong to Satan, but to to the Lord and we don't really belong even in the world and um, sometimes that can be quite painful actually um, when I went I went on a year out in Bolivia when I was 18 and uh, came back and I'd had such a crazy time out there it was amazing and God really I went from someone who really I would call myself a Christian but I mean I really wasn't in a good place with him at all and then when I came back I just had such a God had just blessed me so much and showing me who he was and all these things and I'd uh, had all these plans for going to uni and what it was going to be like and my plans were basically to go out all the time and get wasted and have, do loads of partying really so then when I came back from Bolivia it was all different and I just didn't know what to do I just didn't know who I was anymore like 
didn't understand how to relate to people when I wasn't drunk. And I was like, how do I make friends? How do I talk to people? I just couldn't understand what was going on. And I remember just praying and asking God, like, why is it so hard? Why don't I fit in? Like, what? Just, you know, didn't understand it. And I read these verses in uh, 1 John 3. I think I've got that on a slide as well. Um, I'll read it out as well. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, we're now, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And God just told me, like, of course you don't feel like you fit in, and like, because you're not from that same family. You're not, you're not of the world anymore. I was like, oh, it's okay not to feel comfortable. It's okay for it to kind of jar a bit and um, not, to be, not to be too kind of, um, not to find that shock anymore. Um, so in a way, I think being a child of God doesn't mean that you won't kind of feel lonely sometimes because out in the world, yeah, we might do because we might think, what am I doing out here? You know, this is, we might feel um, that it's hard. But the, the flips of that is I don't think we should feel lonely especially with believers around us and in the church but sometimes there might be times out there that we do find it tough um, but we don't need to feel like that if we've got people around us like supporting us um, just got a few final verses about belonging like um, in 2 Corinthians 1 21 to 22 it says now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ He anointed us, set his seal of ownership upon us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what what is to come. And John 8, verse 34, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. That's amazing what God says in his word about us being part of um, his family and putting that kind of deposit on us like a marker that we belong to him that's the Holy Spirit it's just amazing and, and if you do have feelings of not belonging like either you don't feel like you even belong to God or you don't feel like you belong in church or amongst people that you know and I've felt like that before and it might, you know it's not an easy thing to feel but if you do um, I just really urge you to get someone to pray for you and just come and talk about it because it's just I just know it's not what God has for, for you, and it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong or anything. It just happens, doesn't it, sometimes? Um, but, you know, he's just got so much more to, to, to give you and help you to just, you know, just wonderful blessings he's got for you. So don't, don't kind of stay in that position, sort of thinking, oh, I've just got to put up with this. Um, we can just have that total uh, acceptance and feeling of value from, uh, from him. So don't kind of stay in that place. And also there is a, an onus on the rest of us to... Um, just to love people, you know, like new people coming in, as Tanika was saying earlier about the kind of new intake of students. There's going to be a lot of people, aren't there, that um, might maybe aren't from London and are just coming in and they're like, oh, I don't know this place, haven't been to a church on their own before, or lots of people who, lots of people who are going to be coming in who uh, will meet lots of people, new people, won't we? And some might not even be believers yet, and it'll be a real big thing for us, won't it, to really love them and accept them. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was our inheritance, um, Galatians 3, 26, 29, which is on a, on a slide. Um, it says, you're all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ, for 
all of you were baptized into Christ. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So, starting to think about inheritance and um, being, being heirs if we belong to him. Um, another verse in, uh, later on says, Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, which means daddy. Um, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. Um, and uh, just one, one more about heirs. Um, now, if we're children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So all of these are like about this idea of inheritance, aren't they? I wanted to talk a bit more about what that is. Um, and it says, once we're adopted as sons which means being sort of taken into a position of a son. Um, that means we get an inheritance. And you might be thinking, um, I'm not anyone's son, so why doesn't it say sons and daughters in this, in this passage? And um, as far as I actually understand it, it, it's actually quite a kind of, quite a radical thing that this, this passage is saying, because in those days it was just the son that would inherit the father's land and all the father's property and possessions and things. It wasn't the daughter's. Um, of a family but this is saying that later on in um, Galatians it says, or actually that previous passage, said that everyone is sons, you're all sons so that's, and it says actually male or female, slave or free, Jew or Greek so there isn't any, any distinction in this idea of being a son, it's not about being a boy it's about being an inheritor of, of, what, of what God is giving us and the Bible's really clear that in terms of our spiritual inheritance we're all equal so there isn't a case for us thinking ever that guys are more important than girls or guys have sort of got their own special gifts that girls haven't got or you know anything about kind of feeling inferior or just like um, we've just haven't got really um, as much to give because we we have and um, he's also made us responsible hasn't he for what he's put in us to to use that so it's exciting that of, of like all that he's promised for us. Um, and we usually only get an inheritance when someone dies. And it, we have to remember that it is Jesus' death that, and his resurrection that's, that secures an inheritance for us. And uh, I keep talking about it. I haven't even said what it means. But I mean, it means, I think, that the inheritance is the relationship with God. And the blessings that come from that relationship, the grace that he pours on us, being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's what the inheritance is. I don't think it's any kind of like weird thing like, oh, what's this inheritance going to be? What's it going to look like? I think it's just simple of um, um, a living and exciting relationship with God and being able to know him. Um, and there is a sense of when he talks about, when he talks about in Romans, you know, we're heirs, if we sort of share in his sufferings, which sounds a bit kind of negative, you think, oh, I don't really want to doesn't sound very nice. Um, there is something there, though, isn't there, about um, the deeper we go into Jesus, then the more, um, they're almost like the more of an inheritance there is. It's kind of connected with um, being prepared to just go for it with him. And so there is a sense that suffering is going to be part of that, like um, loss, you know, losing things. Someone said earlier about that verse about considering everything a loss compared to Christ. And um, we can go deeper into that inheritance with him, can't we? 
Um, so I wanted to sort of encourage us to take hold of those words about what we are inheritors of. And, and if there is a kind of feeling in your spirit of, well, oh, I don't feel like I'm in the place I should be. I don't really feel like I'm kind of maxing out on what, in what God's given me or like what, what have I ever really got from God or um, you feel sort of ineffective in terms of your, you know, the way that you're kind of ministering yourself or you just need a bit of encouragement... Um, let's pray for one another let's bless each other to to really um just go for in this area to really feel secure in that inheritance that we have as children of god um when um, me and sneaker and esther were praying about today and we prayed about we were just asking god really to give us some pictures give us words to say and um you know what what did we what did god really want it to be about and i had this picture of a child in someone's house and they were thirsty and wanting to get a glass of water and uh, the tap and the water were right there but the child was like sitting in someone else's house so they were like oh I don't know if I'm allowed to get to it and like feeling all kind of awkward about it and stuff and then kind of God showed me another kind of image of a child who was in their own home and totally secure and able just to kind of get whatever they needed and, um, and at that same time actually Esther had a sort of God reminded her of the story of Queen Esther in the Bible and about how Esther had um, gone to the king to ask him for this, real, for this request that the king would spare the lives of the, of the Jews and how bold she had to be, you know, that she'd risked her life to do that and she could have been just killed for making this request but she was bold and she asked and, um, and we kind of felt like it was really about you know, because we're part of God's family we can ask him for things like we don't have to feel like that kid who's just like, oh, I need something, but what will happen if I try and get it, and will it be okay? Um, but God is so wanting to give gifts to us and provide for his children, and um, he's such a kind and loving father to us. Um, and I felt like, you know, some of us find it difficult to ask for things, and I do, actually. Like I, Especially I've gone through a time in my life where I find it really difficult to ask for help, and I'm just like, oh, I'll do it. I don't like to depend on other people, and sort of um, be and I sort of think like oh the more I ask people for things they're just going to get annoyed and they're going to get wound up and I've had to really work through that because I've had definitely times in, especially in the last few years of my life I've really needed other people like I couldn't have coped without help from others um, and there's something there's definitely been something really proud in my heart about that and God has in the way that he does broken it down um, but we need to feel really able to ask him for things and not embarrassed and not ashamed. Um, and we can be bold. And um, Romans 8:32 said, He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Um, and also Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, he says, If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So, yeah, let's just not be... Let's not be afraid of, of uh, asking God to, to bless us and to provide for us. And I think it's amazing. We don't need to kind of, like, if you're a kid, like when I was a kid, I, if I really wanted something from my mum and dad, I would, like, kind of try to butter them up a bit first or be really good for a week and then ask them about this really big thing I wanted. But, like, it's amazing, isn't it, the grace of God? It doesn't work like that. We don't have to kind of, like, suck up to God. We just can't do that. Like, it doesn't work like that, what, what he's done for us. Like, he just gives and gives and gives like regardless and and he's just oh he's amazing so let's just really go for it just ask him and be bold and not be afraid as well to ask 
and tell someone else that you've asked for something from God or um, pray it out loud at a prayer meeting or something. Just I think, oh no, if other people hear, they might ask me, did it happen? And what if it didn't happen? It doesn't matter. Like, let's, just, let's just do it. Let's be really bold. And encourage one another as well. Like, it's kind of a rela- it's sort of an unrelated-ish point, really. But if we do speak out at a prayer meeting or ask God for something, or even we just bring something, or let's encourage each other for having even done it. Um, there might be some people like, like me, sometimes I do find it hard in a big group um, to actually sort of speak out and I think, oh, I've missed my chance or, um, or someone else will say it or, you know, there's a big silence and I think, oh, someone else will feel it. Um, but let's, let's be bold and just speaking out and doing it and perhaps today might be a good opportunity to do that because, you know, it's just a bit smaller, isn't it? It's a bit more manageable than, than bigger church service might be. Um, and just finally, um, a greater sense of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Well, we all want that, don't we? So uh, Romans 8, uh, verses 14 and 15 says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So these verses tell us that the, this thing of sonship that I was saying about earlier, being a son, being a child of God is part of the work of the Holy Spirit in us and it's only because of the Holy Spirit we can even call God our Father so um, he, he's got to be there if we can do that um, and you know it's just, he's like a, the Holy Spirit he's like a deposit in our hearts like a guarantee um, and he's like a mark of belonging to God and the verses just here in Romans sort of say that being led by the Holy Spirit and being sons of God are part of the same thing they're not the same thing but they're part of this whole um being of, of being a child of God of walking and fo- following him so so that should encourage us if we're kind of thinking okay what does it actually mean to be a child of God like what do I do um you follow him and you are led by his spirit and so it just it should encourage us to, to go for it in gifts of the spirit really to really read our bibles go into his word um bring to each other words of encouragement and prophecy if you've got a verse with someone like bring it um it's part of being a child of God to to hear from him like that and um we just the more we let ourselves be led by the spirit um the more we'll be walking in our true position as as children of God and we should also be aware of when we're not being led by the Holy Spirit as well sometimes you know you can be um just to be aware of our own desires and motivations and be like, hmm, wonder why do I want to do that thing? And is it because of what God is saying to me or is it a part of me that is sort of ambitious or got my own sort of motivations in mind? Be really sort of brutal and honest with ourselves about, is God actually telling me to do that? Or is it something else? I mean, there's not everything in our lives that God says, I want you to do the following things today. Um, but, you know, some of our decision-making, we don't, always kind of bring to God I don't always bring before him and sometimes I'm like oh I actually really only want to do that for my own reasons and God is not telling me to do that at all and just to be aware of what which part of us is um kind of driving our driving what we do um I so want to be better at listening to the Holy Spirit and um I know that things work out better when I let him lead me and put things first and and put him first so this is an encouragement to desire the fruits of the Spirit in our lives too and to desire God to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the final verse I wanted to read out was 1 Corinthians 12, 
uh, verses 7 to 11, where it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues or languages, and to still another the interpretation of those tongues or languages. And all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So I think, you know, these are part of our inheritance. This is part of what God has got for us. Um, And it's to build us up, to build up one another and the church. So let's really, I'd encourage you today, if you're kind of thinking, what's this gift I really want, or... Um, or I, I kind of think I have someone once said I have, but I don't know where I'm really at with it. Or anything, you know, just desire more of those gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, which is a kind of related uh, thing. You know, we just desire more of that in our lives, don't we? More evidence of Him at work. So let's, let's just ask Him. Let's ask Him, him to give it, because that's, that's what we can do. That's who we are. Just going to finish there, really. Um, we'll end with, end with a time where we can just... Um, I'll ask Alice and the band to, to come up. Yeah, there you are. Um, but I'll just go over again those things that I thought as I wrote this and as we prayed about it that were the things um, uh, that, that we should pray together about. But please be listening to God. I know already uh, it's great that people have been bringing things and sharing words and encouragement, but let's really listen to him over this, this next song. And, and if you feel that God is saying something that... Um, for, for you to bring to this group then please just be brave and, and come up and, um, and also there's some people who've already been asked to, to pray and listen to what God's saying so please as well um, if that's you bring those things um, and so the, the things that I was just uh, that we were stirred about in preparation was the feeling of belonging um, the feeling of not really having taken hold of all that inheritance um, wanting more freedom to depend on God and not be so self-sufficient, but be able to just really ask him for everything and, and to want more gifts of the Spirit, to want to have more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So um, I think what we'll do at the end is just, you know, we'll pray for one another for those things. Um, that will be how we finish up.